What's up, everyone? You're listening to The Roz Project. My name is Ivan Temelkoff, and I'm your host. On this podcast, we discuss entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech, and marketing. Why should you listen to this podcast? This podcast is for those of you who are looking for life-changing advice and ways to thrive digitally with your business. As always, all content is 100% real, raw, and unfiltered. Ladies and gentlemen, today I bring you another special guest who I'm very excited to dive into a convo with in just a second. But before that, Kosi Stobbs is the CEO of Specific Mechanical Systems and the Director of Property Owl, Property Owl Investment Solutions. As a teenager, he worked at Burger King to support himself for college. He graduated at the age of 22, where he also bought his first property. He dreamt of helping and inspiring other troubled youth to find another way. Now is the owner of over 10 properties by the age of 10. Now he also owns a market cap of over $50 million in business and real estate and has over 100 employees. Kosi, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much uh, for having me. Um, like, right, we had a little pre-talk before this, and, and right before we had our pre-talk, we mm-hmm. said, I said to him, you know what, I've got a really good feeling about this one. You know, like every so often, you just, you you start chatting, you get a really good feeling. I got a really good feeling about this one. I think your the audience is going to enjoy uh, what we have to say today and what we have to bring to them. So, Absolutely. Well, you know, when we were chatting before the show, I, I was very direct and said, you know, I'm so looking forward to our convo because... As a fellow immigrant who has gone from a zero to a hundred, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate rags to riches story, right? That I think everyone wonders about because let's face it, we live in a day and age in a society, especially now with what's happening with COVID-19, where a lot of people are desperate for that win. They're looking for that instant gratification. They, they want to succeed overnight. Some are putting in the work, some are not. So Let's spend a, a couple of minutes, you know, let, let's take us all the way back to the Burger King days, man. I, you know, yeah. I want to hear what was going through your mind back then. Like, you're this youngster, hustler, you know you want something, but here you are flipping burgers and you're like, where in the fuck am I going to go from here? So tell us in a couple of minutes, like, what was happening during that time of your life and was there something that really got you thinking about, you know what, there's more to life. There's more than what I want to do. You know, I, you know, I worked at, as I think back, I worked at Burger King. I also worked at Walmart as well. Um, when they were setting up new Walmarts and uh, they were kind of like, it's a summer job. They brought us in to like put all the shelves together, right? In the Walmarts. And I remember working there and one of the, 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 the ladies that had worked there for like 30 years, um, I was having a conversation with her and it was in that conversation where I said to myself, holy fuck, I don't, I don't ever want to do that. I don't ever want to live in that world where it's like paycheck to paycheck. And you know, like, I don't want like, so I want different. I know I want different. And I became, like, I very early on, I just became a student of shit, right? Like, so I'd pick up books, read books, read shit, as much as I could absorb on people who had reached places that I hadn't reached. Um, you know, my parents, uh, they're a huge inspiration for me, right? And uh, my mom came t- 
to Canada as a nanny. And that's how we were able to come to the country. She came literally on a lottery to come to Canada as a nanny. Right. And she used to tell me how, cause she could only come by herself first before my dad could come over. So she would tell me how she would just like stand in the mirror and cry, look out the window and cry while she's taking care of other people's kids with hopes that, you know, in the future, her family would be in a better spot. Right. So it's shit like that where you're like, fuck, look how much my parents did for me to yep. get me here. Like I got to make the most of this. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yep. you look at it and you're like, they've done so much. I got to make the most of it. And it's like, um, how do you do that? How do you, how do you keep pushing? And, and, right. and they're so, they were such good parents in the light of, they always told me, you know what, Kosi, you can do whatever you want to be in life. You just have to work towards it. And my parents told me that too, right? They're like, just because of where we at, we are at. And you know, my mom was a nanny. My dad came to the country as a basically working with his hands, got a ticket, was working yeah. sometimes, laid off sometimes, working sometimes, laid off sometimes. So that whole cycle of like, you know, your parents looking at you saying, you don't have, this doesn't have to be your future. Your future can be different. And for them, they were just like, you know, like, we just want you to have a good job and a right. solid job and a solid future. To, to them, that was success for them. But I was like, fuck it. If I'm going to dream, might as well dream big, right? Like if you're going to take a swing, like you might as well go for as much as you can go for and as big as you can go for, because, you know, like, I've heard stories of people that had done it before and what's common about them. So I just became a student to the game. Yeah. And when you become a student of the game, you just learn a lot of stuff. You pick up a lot of shit of like, okay, you know, like it's a, it's, it's, it's doing things consistently over time. It's learning about this is being disciplined. Discipline is, is massive. So in my Burger King days, I was very disciplined where I said, okay, pay yourself first. Right. Right. hundred dollars a month, every month that's going towards my future. Right. And a future I wasn't talking about, like I had to pay school tuition, but on top of that, I got a hundred dollars for my future so that I could invest that money and that money can make me more money. Right? right. And that was where my head was at, even at that age. Right. Cause I was, I'm fucking wired different, man. Like I, I can't be like, cause there's not a lot of 15, 60 year olds where their heads are wired this way. It's just, sometimes you're, you're wired different and I'm yeah. wired different. And I would just, Wired different took me to learn, and I, you read enough stuff, you pick up enough stuff, and then I'm like, okay, if I can stay eventually over time, that amount of money at that age, by the time I'm 65, 75, it'll be a lot of money, right? Um, and if I invest, it'll be a lot of money. And how I kind of I zone in on real estate specifically, yeah. And the only reason why I zone in on real estate was because my dad said one day at the dinner table, he said. The best investment I've ever made in my life was we put enough together, enough money to buy a place. And even though it was a modest place, you know, that place went from like 50,000 to like $80,000. That's the most money we've ever had was investing in a place. And I said, fuck, if that was the most money that you had, I'm going to do that. But like me, I'm like, let's do it big. So I'm like, do it big is like buy 10. <laughs> yeah. So like by the time I'm 30, I going to buy 10. So you just set those wild goals. And at the time it was a fucking wild goal. Cause, because think about it, man, like I was making $4 and 50 cents an hour. Right. You do the math that equates to $10,000 a year. Like that's and terrible. You're talking about like, you're talking about like owning 10 pieces of real estate when you're, you're, when your your mother went from a janitor to went from a nanny to a janitor. Like, and you're talking, yeah. that's reckless to speak for most people. It's reckless. Yep. And, and 
right? Yeah, it, it is absolutely. I mean, as you were as you were sharing this story, there's so much irony in it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, literally so much irony because you know, not to go into the depths of of my own story, but my father yeah. immigrated here in late 1990, worked three full-time jobs before he brought yeah. my mother and my sister across the pond. And mind you, had to literally jump through hoops that most fucking Americans or most people, even in the Western culture, yeah. would like look at it and be like, what the fuck? Like, you actually did that? Well, that's risk. That's sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. That is, it, it's probably one of the best things that has happened, you know, in my life, besides my two kids, that has been the, the, one of the best things that has happened in my life. And so when you were talking about Burger King and the mindset, it really got me thinking because I think nowadays these, these youngsters, these young hustlers have absolutely no fucking idea of like what to do. I feel like a lot of these youngsters are kind of going with the flow, you know, like they're, they're not so hyper-focused on like, like you were talking about Burger King, like you knew you wanted better. You weren't going to flip burgers always, but you had to plan your, your action plan. Like, what am I going to do? Okay. Set money aside. That money's going to make me money. So you were just wired differently, but you always wanted more out of life. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference that I think most people don't understand is let's face it. 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, but they're insane enough to get up every single fucking day, get in the car, wait in traffic, go to a job, they fucking hate, and guess what? Put in 40, 50, maybe even 60 hours per week, and then be fucking broke. Like, yeah. the logic behind that is insanity. Now, yeah. it's crazy to think that, all right, I'm going to focus in on something that I'm really good at, something, my strength, something that I want to accomplish, but there's no, there's no gratification. Like, there's no Im immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. Like, what I mean by Ooh. that is when you were young, you know, you know what, this is going to make me money one day when I get to be 65, mm -hmm. 70 years old. But you know what? That's the fucking long game. Like you got to yeah. play the long game. It's like you have to, you know, I, I'm a golfer and use the, the poorest of analogies is that you got to drive the fucking ball down the green so you can get to <laughs> chip and fucking putt because chipping exactly. and putting in itself is not going to fucking win your game. You got to go the distance and going Ooh. the distance is resilience risk yeah sacrifice yep. planning exactly like, you know when most people look at an entrepreneurship it's like oh yeah like does that mean you don't have a job and you're like holding on to a poor idea that who knows is going to come to fruition i think society has a huge misconception huge about entrepreneurship totally. and it's because they see you at the bottom usually they see you they don't see what happens yeah. from bottom of the barrel to when you get to the top of the barrel and the journey in between. They don't see the struggles. They don't see the risk. They don't see the late nights. They don't see the tiredness. They don't see the hoops you got to jump through life to get to what you want. But what they do see is, oh shit, he's driving a $500,000 car. He's living in a fucking $2.5 million mansion. That's what society sees. And so, yeah, and, go ahead. Yeah. And the fucked up part about that is today's social media has fucked everybody up in terms of mentality. Yep. You have a bunch of people who are broke, broke, telling other people, come do what I'm doing, and they're broke, right? Yep. And that's the worst part. It takes very little for someone to just say, hey, look, I've got a, 
I rent a fancy car, stand in front of it, take a couple of pictures, you know, take my, my, and they're like 19, 20 years old, made a little bit of money. And I said, buy this, this, some bullshit course and learn how to be rich for the rest of your life. You know, quit your job and blah, blah, blah. And that gets confused with, with entrepreneurship, right? The foundation of wealth, fuck anything. Foundation of wealth is saving. It's the foundation. And if you're going into something where the very first thing they tell you is fuck saving, make more money, you're, you're, you'll forever be broke. Because when you said 80% of Americans uh, live paycheck to paycheck, all those 80%, they all make a different amount of money. Yep. Right. Some make a thousand a month. Some make 2000 a month. Some make 4,000 a month. Some make 8,000 a month. They all make a different amount of money, but they're all broke. Why? Because it's our natural tendency, human need, is we always want more than we have. So as soon as we get a little bit, we spend more than we have. That is yep. natural. That's a natural inside of you. And yep. if you want to get wealthy, you need to break that fucking cycle and say, no, I'm putting aside some of this shit for later. Because I've seen a lot of people make a lot of money, but they're broke because they lose it very quickly. Right? Yeah. And those Burger King, and 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 I'm grateful, to be honest, I'm grateful I was born without money because it taught me that when I had a little and I had to save it, it taught me that I could, what I needed to manage so that as I made more money, I was still budgeting myself the same way. So the difference is, is when I buy a hundred thousand dollar vehicle, right? It still fits within my budgeting of when I was catching the bus because I couldn't afford a car. Does that make sense? So it's like, yep. it's a different type of money, right? And it's like, but if you buy that, it's very easy to buy a $100,000 car, right? Yeah. It, even if you make 50 grand a year, you can go and buy a hundred grand a dollar. But someone driving at a 50 grand a year and someone driving when they make $2 million a year is a fucking different thing, right? It's, yeah, it it's is. It's very different, right? It is. Because because they both look like they got money, but one person's broke. And, yep. and, 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 and the reality is, is even at a high level, when people start making 10 million a year, a lot of them be like, yo, I'm making 10 million a year. I can buy a yacht. I can buy this. I can buy that. I can, you know, Jeff Bezos spent a hundred million dollars on a house, but he's a fucking billionaire. Yeah. Many times over. Yep. Right. So it's a difference yep. between him buying a house for that. And someone who makes 10 million a year that goes to a bank and convinces them to get them a $10 million house. That person, although they're making money, they don't got it like that. Right. And they're not working. And, and so that's why I say, like, I'm so grateful that I was started off broke and I started off budgeting when I was broke because I, because the number, the, for me, the money will never go away. You know, right? a couple of things you mentioned in there that I wanted to touch upon um, is, uh, and I actually did an Instagram post on this where someone actually reminded me of this is just that when you're poor, when you come from, and as an Eastern European, I mean, we were like, you know, low to mid income. You know, my father was a musician back in, in Bulgaria. My mother was a secretary. I mean, my father's an entrepreneur now, has a thriving business close to 20 years, but he wasn't always that way. You know, mm-hmm. the mentality of, of being broke, and I think Damon John has a book of the power broke or something along those lines, is just that mm-hmm. when you get to wealth, and you achieve something monumental, which, you know, wealth and success can have multiple definitions. They're not just monetary is that you have a much bigger appreciation for for the fact that, you know what? I used to fucking flip burgers. I used to fucking live in the project, (laughs) 
you know, yeah. because and now you're like, you know, in the fucking suburbia gated community, you know, driving a nice car. Now that's like the ultimate, but you've got, like you said, money set aside. Now, the other thing I was going to mention is the reason credit card debt is the highest in the United States is because like you said, people get a taste of money and their spending habits increase because they think that they tap into uh, a credit card, which is usually an allotment of cash, which you get charged interest on. And mm -hmm. I think Warren Buffett even talks about it and says, you know, in ideal world, don't get fucking credit cards. They're yeah. a fucking burden. Yeah. Always pay cash if yeah. you have it. And you got to have Absolutely. more cash. This, so the two things you were talking about, there's a difference. And honestly, in today's society, yeah, you see people on Instagram fucking, you know, renting Lambos and taking pictures or seeing one in the fucking parking lot, standing next to it, taking a picture <laughs> of it and posting on Instagram. And I'm like, I'm a fucking entrepreneur. I make... <laughs> $250,000 a year, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's, it's so deception. There's so much yeah, deception totally. on social media. And I, and I know this because very much like you, I'm 26 years, 100% self-taught in everything that I do. And I've yeah, seen totally. this shit. I've seen it. I've seen what it actually takes totally. to get to where you want to be. And the fabricated version of society and people on social media nowadays especially literally every time i run across a profile especially on instagram or even facebook or even twitter and i'm reading through the profile i'm like okay i want to get an understanding of this person like if they're following me or, or a friend request or whatever i'm looking on there i'm like there's bullshit like i can yeah. I, I can i can catch it in the fucking profile it's totally. so hard to find genuine people it really is. And then, you know, what's really cliche is that when you come across someone that's very genuine, like yesterday, I had a Zoom call with someone. She was just blown away at the fact that there's still people who are fucking real out there yeah. in the world <laughs> because there's, there's so many fake people in the world oh. now. And like when you stumble across someone, because this is kind of the essence of this podcast. And, you know, that's why I was so excited about having you on as a fellow yeah. immigrant, because I think the work ethic has, has to speak a lot of it also. Work totally. ethic is just different. And a few years ago, you know, this was like as, as part of my enlightenment too, I think as part of my own entrepreneurial journey is that I ran across an article, I think it was either on Forbes or Inc. Magazine. I can't quite remember. It was talking about how some of the most powerful businesses in the world were started, like companies like Google, for instance, totally. right? Well, 40% of the fortune companies, over 40% of the fortune companies in the United States, companies like Google, were started by uh, immigrants or children of immigrants. Yes. And the reason for that, one of the key reasons is because we're fucking hungry, dude. We're totally. so fucking hungry and we're willing exactly. to do what it takes. No matter what, there's no time for bullshit. You just keep doing, keep executing, keep fucking doing it until 20 years from now, you wake up and you're like, you know what? I spent 20 years of my life chasing the one thing that I thought was the most important and I got as close as I can. But you know what? I'm not done yet. Because that's exactly. what, what a real winner keep does. Is they keep fucking going. They're always keep improving. Going. In keep fact, going. one thing that I heard from a millionaire recently is this, that uh, the most wealthiest people in the world are um, constant learners. 
They, yes. They're always exactly. learning every day, something new. There doesn't come a day where they're like, well, you know, the average CEO reads 60 books per year. So I read 60 this year or maybe 61. So I'm done. No, I read no. 70 if I can or 80 or 90 exactly. if it's even possible to do that. Mm -hmm. They just keep going, keep going because they know that you can never be truly the best version. There's always an opportunity out there. And you know what? Now with the marketplace, with COVID-19, there's yeah. two things happening. There's people who are like, I'm fucked because I'm losing money. My business is going down the toilet. And there's people who are like, this is a tremendous opportunity. Like really mm -hmm. to hone in on my craft, my skills, sharpen that ax because you know what? When the shit is over, I'm going to emerge victoriously. I'm one of those people is like, I'm just going to sit here back of the bus, you know, just work on my craft. And then when the shit is over and everybody opens up for business, I'm going to go fucking dominate the way I have been before. And so exactly. I wanted to touch up on a couple of things, you know, so it was really exciting you sharing about your childhood and growing up and the immigrant mentality. That's very, very important. So as you were evolving, as you were growing, what was perhaps the one thing that you can think of? That was like your driving factor. Like every day you woke up and you're like, you know what? That's my why. That's my purpose. It, it changed over time, right? When I was, and I'm, I keep it 100 all the time, right? When I was young, it was, it was monetary, right? Like I was just like, I wanted to be rich. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to be rich. I didn't want to be broke. That, I didn't like the, I didn't just not want to be poor because we were poor. I didn't even, I didn't want to, I wanted to skip middle class. I wanted to get to, to money. And I, I just read the books of people who had done that, right? And the only thing that was common between them was that they had a, a habit of persistence and worked towards something. And the ones that kept it long-term budgeted. There's some people that made it, they lost it, made it, lost it. The ones that kept it long-term budgeted and made sure they put certain amount of money aside. So I followed those principles. So that was my, that was kind of like my, my why. And then something happened um, as I was on that journey and building, it was kind of 2006. Mm -hmm. um, my brother passed away, right? And he was three years older and he was involved in not great things, right? And I always thought to myself, if I was the older brother, I wonder if he would have done something different because I had the right mindset yeah. and the right working mentality, but I was younger. Right. And, uh, and then that's where my why shifted. Right. And it became not so much about the monetary, but it became twofold. It became number one. I wanted to build a legacy for my brother because although he did bad things, he was a great person and I wanted to yeah. do something that he could be remembered by that was massive. And then the other part was it was I wanted to help other people that were in similar situations that he was yeah. and that we were, who kind of looked at life at a young age and said, look, I, I got to do this stuff to survive and teach them that there is another way, right? There's other ways that you can not even so just survive, but you can thrive, yeah. right? And, and if more people understand what I understand, way more people there's way less other types of crime that exists because the reality is is when you grow up in a poor area and that's what you see around you all the time and that's the only focus you're not reading these different things and getting different your view of life and it changes because that's the lens that you see it through yeah 
And, and it's not until I got to the stage where I could see it from a different lens. Like if you, like if I was, to, like people say like, you're a millionaire, if you were to lose everything you have today, how long would it take you to make another million dollars, right? And I, my answer is it would take me seven to eight months. Right? If mm. I had zero dollars today, it would take me seven to eight months. I, it, you know, I can do that. I know how exactly how I would do it. You know what I mean? I can acquire right. a company. I can take a percentage on the acquisition. You know, you buy a company for $50 million, you know, one, one to 2% of that is a big number. Yeah. Right. So yep. I, I know exactly how I do it in six months. So, I, but you know, that, that is, is a progression of knowledge over time to know how I can do that today. Right. Yeah. So um, it's, it's letting people know that if you progress in your knowledge in a, in a, in a field, in an area that you too can learn how to properly monetize that in a way that's scalable and right. and it's it's teaching people that because you know people say that that stuff's easy money that stuff's hard money you know like people have to they're fearful for their life at all times right it's a yeah. different way to live and i and i just know that if people got onto my train that it's a different world so I, my part of what i do is is getting on podcasts like yours, people hearing my story, people hearing what's happening, and they come back and ask, yo, how the fuck did you do that? Right? Yeah. How did you how did you do that? And then I keep answering and, and it's 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 disguised in a lot of hard work. But if people start on the train with me, they can they can get there. We can get to the destination. Yeah. And the reality is is it's not quick. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna like a year from now, you're not gonna be like bang, fuck, I, I know how to do it. Right? Yeah. Like for me, you know, it's taken. 20 years to figure out how to make a million dollars in six to eight months. Do you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. it's taken that long. So yeah. it, it was a, it was a journey and, and there's no shortcuts to that journey. And even if I say, okay, here's a way to make money, blah, blah, blah. And you make the money then you lose it. What the fuck's the point of that? We need to figure out ways. How do we make the money and how do we keep it so that it's not only here for our lifetime, but it's here for our kids lifetime and our kids know what to do and they can pass that knowledge on. And that's what, that's the, where the cycle breaks, right? That's how we get people out of poverty and out of like these handout, this handout mentality of like government, give me this government, give me that in order to survive, right? Like I get it. That, that is not the only way. And I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Are you there? Hello? All right. Um, so, Kosi, I mean, that was, you know, a really, really powerful story, man. You know, I, um, what can, what can I say? You know, it's, are you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah. I've got a weird internet thing. Let me just check something here. Yeah, I can hear you good. Awesome. 
Well, Kosi, that was an amazing conversation. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. You know, um, you shared so much and there was so much irony and everything that you mentioned. I'm, I'm first of all, congratulations on all your success. That's amazing. Everything that you've Thank done, you. you know, it's not just about obviously yourself, but it's about the impact that you're creating in the world by creating more jobs. Uh, I think in your bio, you mentioned that, you know, you have close to 100 employees now. And so these are all people that are, you know, feeding families. These are people, all, all people that are being able to pay, you know, for the things that they use and, and get by in life and, and as a result, invest in and do things that they want to do. So let's um, share with the audience, how can people find you? Social media, what's the best way to uh, uh, contact you and reach out? The best way to get to me is actually on Instagram, right? And if you, my handle is the property owl. So the word the, then the word property, and then the word owl. So the property okay. owl. Um, that's the best way to find me. And that's where I'm most active, right? So I'll, I'll, I post every day, three times a day. And, um, and I post a lot in my stories. I answer a lot of questions. And the way that my page is designed is I try to give people as much information as I can on daily tips and tricks that I use to build wealth. And I try to share as much as possible. And I have opportunities for people to ask questions and I respond to those questions. And then I'll do like a weekly live where I'll review a book, right? Because mm -hmm. we talked about earlier about how, how important reading is. And I, and, and I read at least a book, book and a half a week. And, and, and then once a week, we sit down and we review a book and I give people my insights in the book and how I read and how I see it. And, and I do that every Saturday morning. So like that, that's an important part uh, of it. And like in today, it's easier to read today too. You know, like you have audiobooks today. We could just like, <laughs> you have the opportunity to just like, <laughs> while you're sure. working out and exercising, you know, throw on an audiobook. Like, you know, you can listen to Dance Dance 2000 or whatever, but you right. can also listen to a, an audiobook and educate yourself. Yeah. And different books are different. Not every book, some books you got to like read, read because they get technical, but some books you can just listen to the story. And while you're exercising that, you know, 30 minutes a day, 40 minutes a day, you, you, you find opportunities through the audiobooks to get through an audiobook as well. So yeah. you read a full book, six hours on an audiobook, and then and a hardcover book. There's a lot of ways you can consume knowledge, and it's taking the time to do that. Um, awesome. Important. Awesome, Kelsey. Thank you so much again, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. It's been an absolute pleasure. I said at the start this was going to be a good one.